Unity of Farmington Hills, a powerful path for spiritual living. souls that <laughs> came out with the snow and remembered the time change. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing in about an hour if anybody forgot. The time. <laughs> My name is Donna Opoka and I'm here to share what is happening this week. 
So today at 1230 on Zoom, the women are gathering for their, women, their monthly women's group meeting. So please join us if you can. The um, link is on the website or in, in your email. Tomorrow, Monday, 1 o'clock is our house party as usual. And tomorrow night at 7 o'clock on Zoom is our critical conversations class meeting. And I think we'll be continuing our discussion on the book White Fragility and other topics. So please join us if you can. Bible study is again at 1 o'clock on Wednesday for those who want to go further into the scriptures from Sunday. And Wednesday night, as usual, 7 o'clock on Zoom and in person is meditation with Reverend Kelly. The men's group is meeting Saturday the 19th in the afternoon in person for a special project that is close to my heart. They are wanting, Eileen Lindbergh is donating four bookshelves to help us create a library here at the church. So we need some good able-bodied men to help transport the books from her house to the church and set them up in the library. So if you can do that, please see Elliot Gear for more details. Also on Saturday the 19th at 7 o'clock on Zoom is our trivia game night. And if you haven't done that yet or you haven't done it in a while, please join us. It's a lot of fun. The Children's Church is having an Easter egg hunt on Saturday, April 9th at 1 p.m. And if it was anything like the October event for Halloween, it will be a blast. This is also a community outreach event for children in the neighborhood ages 5 to 11. So please come and join us if you can. We are having a Good Friday service, which will be on April 15th at 6.30, both in person and Zoom. So it's coming. Please feel free to attend any of these events. All are welcome. Our prayer chaplain today is Eileen Lindbergh, who is holding us in sacred space during the service. And we are always grateful for that service she gives, that they all give. If you want to put in your specific prayer request, you can put them in the prayer box in the outside the sanctuary, or you can email them to prayerchaplains at unityfh.com. For all other news, information, office hours, please visit our website, unityfh.com, or call 248-737-9191. You can also update your contact information, sign up for newsletters and e-blasts, and see what volunteer opportunities are available. This concludes our announcements. So please, as you settle in to listen to Shirley the Presence, and later, the daily word. Thank you. Can feel God's mighty power.
Sunday, March 13th, 2022, is light. Today we affirm the light of truth dissolves all darkness. Our message reads, a bird's cheerful song interrupts the quiet of the night. The dark sky grows lighter and puffy clouds begin to glow with a beautiful shade of pink. Brilliant rays announce the sun's arrival. The sun peaks peaks over the horizon, flooding the new day with light. Light dissolves darkness in my consciousness in a similar way. At a challenging time, my heart responds to the hopeful thought that this too shall pass. Hope grows into faith as my mind opens to divine wisdom that is always mine to claim. Guided by the dawning of light, by, guided by the dawning of light, of light of truth, I see the way forward and follow it with confidence. As surely as each day brings a sunrise, my faith arises, assures me the light of truth will dissolve the darkness of any obstacle I may face. And today's scripture comes from John chapter 1, verse 5. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness did not overcome it. Let us pray. So I invite you to gently close your eyes with me, and as we always do, take a deep cleansing breath. And allow yourself to float in consciousness down into the center of your heart. Just bring your attention to the center of your chest, your heart center. And tune into a feeling of peace, and calmness and the stillness of God that dwells within you. And God, as we tune into you, knowing that you live within us, we surrender everything in this day to you. We open up our heart, our mind, our soul, our even our bodies to be completely in tune with your spiritual presence within our very being, within this sanctuary, within the homes that are tuning in, the hearts that are tuning in and out in the world. And wherever there's turmoil, within us or within the world. We use the power of our voice and intention and we affirm peace, be still, and know only love and only peace. And as we tune into love and peace right now, we let our minds, our hearts, and our bodies settle into a deeper feeling of oneness, peace, and love. 
we just take a little bit of time just to sit in that spirit. Tuning into you. And just take a deep breath and breathe in love. And exhale, releasing, letting go, and letting God. And just sit just for a little bit in that silence. And God, as we thank you for this beautiful peace we feel inside, we affirm that we are ready to hear your word, your message. We are ready to understand it on a deeper level. And we are willing and ready and able, in the name of Jesus, we are able to go out and be that expression in the world. So in that mighty name and nature of the Christ that Jesus manifested so powerfully we pray thank you god thank you god thank you god amen and now let us affirm our statement of being together god is all both invisible and visible one presence one mind one power is all this one that is all is perfect life, perfect love, and perfect substance. I am an individualized expression of God. I am ever one with this perfect life, perfect love, and perfect substance. And now let us affirm our growth affirmation, knowing with some excitement that it's working. Together, we give thanks for our expansive congregation that fills our halls sanctuary, and classrooms with seekers of unity truth, fills our hearts with love and joy, and provides us with all of the necessary resources to co-create a loving and compassionate spirit-filled world. Thank you. and bruised dazed and confused my spirit is left wanting something more than my selfish hopes and my selfish dreams I'm lying with my face down to the floor crying out for more 
crying out for more So give me words to speak Don't let my spirit sleep Cause I can't think of anything worth saying But I know that I owe you my life So give me words to speak Don't let my spirit sleep Every night and every day I find that I have nothing left to say So I stand here in silence Awaiting your guidance I'm wanting only your voice to be heard Let them be a word Let them be your words So give me words to speak Don't let my spirit sleep Cause I can't think of anything worth saying But I know that I owe you my life So give me words to speak Don't let my spirit sleep I just don't understand These lies I've been believing I just don't understand I just don't understand So give me words to speak Don't let my spirit sleep Cause I can't think of anything worth saying But I know that I owe you my life So give me words to speak Don't let my spirit sleep So give me words to speak don't let my spirit sleep Cause I can't think of anything worth saying But I know that I owe you my life So give me words to speak Don't let my spirit sleep
Can we give them another hand? I don't know about you, but that song means a lot to me. I owe God my life, too. And I do believe, man, I'm so full. I used to be real uh, embarrassed when I cried, which is always all the time, <laughs> until I realized that the windows are eyes to the soul, and the soul, that's, that subconscious mind, is where you consciously go down in the quiet to meet the superconscious, the spirit in you. And that's where I go before I speak. And this word, this song that you guys sang, it just touched me so deeply. Just give me a second to center myself. You ever been moved by God? Like really moved in the inside by God? Or had a moment that you, know that you knew that you know and then you know that if it weren't for God, you wouldn't be here? Like for real, if it weren't for God, you wouldn't be here. You may go through an illness and then take, it seems like medicine or technology took care of it. But there are other people who had that same medicine or radiation or chemotherapy or whatever, and they didn't get saved. Like, it didn't cure their body, but it healed their mind. And when you know that you woke up because God woke you up, that's a deep knowing to walk around with. For the, that usually, last, when I get full like this, it lasts me a couple days. But can you imagine how Jesus walked with this knowing that his very life, his very expression was due to God and had that deep relationship with God that everything he said, he waited till he was prompted to speak from the inside out, not from the outside in, being provoked by somebody or being provoked by something that triggered or having an inspiration outside of you that someone else says and then you go to speak. You just wait till you have the words to speak. That's a deep place to come from. Last night, I, and I don't have a joke, so we're just going to go into it. <laughs> I'm just saying, I don't have a joke. Last night, um, well, let me just be real with you. Let me just be completely real with you. I was excited about celebrating volunteers yesterday because I know that I'm not the only one that's making this church grow. I know that it's you guys coming together, not with just your donations. We did well financially last year, and we did well financially the year before because of financial uh, donations that came in. But it was deeper than that. Your hearts are in this church. Your work is in this church. Your hands and your feet are in this church. Even if you were just tuning in to the YouTube and tuning in to the Zoom things that we do, your presence and your commitment and your devotion is in this church. And I wanted to celebrate you all yesterday. I did. That was my offering to celebrate you. And so I 
stayed up all night getting ready for it. And we didn't have as many people that show up yesterday that I wanted to because I wanted to celebrate all the volunteers, everybody. And my heart was in it. And I will admit for a minute when I only saw a few people come, I was a little bit deflated. But then I realized that it was in the spirit in me that was moving to want to celebrate the volunteers. And the spirit in me can still celebrate whether you're physically there or not because I'm one with you. I'm one with you. So for all of you who were not able to make it, I still celebrate you and I thank you. And the board and I thank you for everything you do to volunteer. And those of you who are on the board, I promise you, I thank you so much for all that you do. And those of you who are newly coming on to the board, I promise you, I thank you for being part of the leadership with me. And those of you who are part of the congregation and you hold that authority within you of being an example of our, our uh, values of being diverse, welcoming, empowering, loving, and uh, spirit-filled, I thank you for supporting and holding up this church with everything you do. And I just want to celebrate and thank you right now for that. It's not me that's growing this church. It's we that's growing this church. And I promise you, I know that with all my heart, mind, and soul, that it is the spirit of the we that is growing this church. Amen? So I celebrate you all for that. And as we, as we go into that celebration, we close out this Sermon on the Mount with the title, Becoming a True Disciple. And I think that's what we are all doing. We are becoming true disciples. And you can never be absolutely there. Perfection is not a destination. Perfection is a process. So we're becoming true disciples, and we're becoming truer disciples. And I ask God, what does that word becoming mean? hit me like a ton of bricks in my spirit out like an explosion that we becoming means that our being because we're human beings our being is always coming into fruition I'll say that again our being the living spirit in you is always coming into fruition in and through you in this world to, to, to demonstrate and be and express heaven on earth amen I want you to look, to look at somebody, look at your neighbor, somebody and say, I am being heaven on earth. And if you're at home, look at somebody at home and say it again. I am being heaven on earth. Oh, my goodness. I am being heaven. Can we do it with some, Lord, can I hear them better in YouTube than I do here? Let's say it with some gusto. Let's say, it, let's say this part. I am becoming a true disciple. Together, I am becoming a true disciple. I thought after two, wait, you know this is four years I've been here? I thought, <laughs> I thought after four years, <laughs> you guys would get it. But <laughs> uh-uh, we don't do baby talk. We outgrew the baby talk. We, we have gone into the promised land, and now we're discovering the promised land of authority talk. Amen? Amen. Thank you. Woo. So we're going to finish out Matthew um, chapter 7, um, and this is the end part of the Sermon on the Mount. Like, like I have said several times, Matthew, the Sermon on the Mount is located in Matthew chapter 6, 7, I mean uh, 5, 6, and 7. And so we're finishing this out with, like I said, the title, Becoming a True Disciple. 
Thank you, God, for filling me up. So when you cry it out, you get filled up. I love it. I love it. I love it at the same time. So the title of this section in Matthew chapter 7 that I'm going to close out with starts in Matthew chapter 7, verses 21 through 28. We're going to do two sections. The first section is called True Disciples, and Matthew chapter 7, 21 starts off, and I'm reading from the New Living Translation. It says, not everybody who calls to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. Only those who actually do the will of my Father in heaven will enter. On Judgment Day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, we prophesied in your name and cast out demons in your name, not diamonds, demons, in your name, and perform many miracles in your name. But I will reply, I never knew you. Get away from me, you who broke God's laws. And then the next section is entitled Building on a Solid Foundation. Starts with verse 24. Anyone who listens to my teaching and follows it is wise like a person who builds a house on solid rock. Through the rain, uh, no, though the rain comes in torrents and the floodwaters rise and the wind beats against the house, that house, it won't collapse because it is built on bedrock. But anyone who hears my teaching and doesn't obey, uh, doesn't obey it is foolish, like a person who builds his house on sand. When the rains and floods come, and the winds blow against that house, it will collapse with a mighty crash. And it closed out by saying, when Jesus had finished saying these things, the crowds were amazed at his teaching. For he taught with, with author, real authority, not just with authority, but with real authority, quite unlike their teachers of religious law. And God, I thank you for blessing this word. I thank you for blessing the word in me, and I thank you for blessing the message that is coming forth through me. I know this is going to be a real-time thing, because when I went to bed, I had nothing. So I thank you, God, in the mighty name and nature of Jesus. Amen. So the way that God works with me is as I'm going through the day, uh, the, the week, like even starting Sunday after I finish one talk, I get some pieces of another talk. It's like taking a puzzle pieces, you know, and they're all mixed up. And I, ooh, this piece matches. Ooh, this is part of it. Ooh, this is part of it. Ooh, this is part of it. And then on Saturday night sometimes, like last night, I had no idea how to put those. Where did it, how do they go? You need the picture, so, you know, to put a puzzle together usually. It's hard to put a, pu a puzzle together without the picture, right? Now with God, I promise you, God will say, Take the pieces, and I'll tell you where they go. And then you say, what? How are you going to tell me where they go? Because I need to know how they fit. Whoa, you don't trust me? Oh, I trust you. Now, that's the conversation I had with God last night before I went to bed. I'm just saying. And I was sleeping in a mug. <laughs> and how, and um, Howard was like, you want to go to sleep? You know, you promised to give your body some rest. I know, but I can't. I started crying, but I feel like I'm not got everything together. And then I thought, get it together. So I went to bed. So what comes up today, it's going to be real time. We're going to see what God is going to share with us today. Not everybody who calls out in my name, Lord, Lord. Now, when Jesus is talking, I want you to be clear, especially when it's written in red. I want you to be clear when Jesus is talking, most of the time when Jesus is talking, it is not Jesus, the human personality talking. It is Jesus, the Christ talking or Christ Jesus talking because there's four expressions of Jesus in the Bible. Jesus, the personality man that was born and walked in the flesh. 
And his personality led him um, to do what it is he, he was felt led to do. And then it's the Christ, which is the divine, the spiritual man, spiritual woman, spiritual expression of how we're meant to live in this world that exists in all of us. That's the Christ man. And then it, or Christ woman, we're going, we in Women's History Month, so it's the Christ woman and the Christ man. Um, and then it is the Jesus Christ, which means it's that part of us that becomes aware that there's something deeper in us that lives and moves and has his being in us and is talking to us all the time. You feel this presence moving inside of you. When you become aware of that presence, you are Jesus Christ. So you are uh, Pat Christ or you are Eileen Christ or Dennis Christ. That is when you come become aware of something going on inside of you and you get your aha moments. You ever had your aha moments? I'm the only one. Yes. When you have your aha moments, you are Christ Jesus. And then when you follow that aha moment and walk through the threshold of the narrow gate and start being, doing what you're led to do, you become Christ Jesus. So when Jesus is speaking, especially during the Sermon on the Mount, it is Christ Jesus. He is speaking as he is led to speak. He is um, waiting to hear the words to say. He is waiting to know what to do. And that is what's speaking here. And so when he says... Not everyone who calls out to me, Lord, Lord. He's speaking from the Christ in him. He's speaking as if it is God speaking. So there are times when we call out to God. Or we act like we're calling out, Lord, uh, uh, Lord, uh, we sit to pray. And Lord, y'all know you hear me. And But that's the personality calling out to God. And you're doing it as an eagle. You're just doing it to show up. Or you go through these eloquent prayers, the, 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 the um, Pharisees. We'll go and do these elegant prayers, but they weren't tuned into God. So when Jesus said, Lord, Lord, when you call out Lord, Lord, it's those times when you're not truly connected, when you're not truly connected. You're trying to talk to God, but you haven't tuned in first. So before we speak, that's why in unity, before we even pray, we gently close our eyes to tune out the outer world. We take a deep centering breath, and then you bring your attention down inside of yourself, not with what you hear outside of yourself or what you hear your mind saying. You go inside of what your spirit is saying. So if you pray disconnected to God, and I, I'll, I'll rephrase that, if you pray not tuned in to God, because we're never disconnected, you're calling out Lord, Lord, and you're not tuned into the kingdom of heaven, which is why he says, not everyone who calls out my calls out to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven because not everyone who calls out to me, Lord, Lord, is tuned into the kingdom of heaven. That's what he's saying here. It is so powerful that he had us, he, we went through um, effective, effective prayer where you ask, you seek, and you knock on a consciousness. And then he had us go into the golden rule of doing unto others as you do unto yourself. That is, as you pray for others, you're praying from the spirit of yourself, tuning into the spirit of the other person because you know you're in oneness. And then he talks about the narrow gate, which is when you walk into the consciousness of, of the world inside of you versus the world outside of you. And then he talks about, you can tell the difference between a false prophet by the person who is tuned into the word and the truth of God and the fruits of their life versus those who are not tuned into God and are just being doing it as the theatrics or the hypocrite. And then now he talks about the true disciple who calls out in the name of God is not tuned into the name of God. It's all connected. It's all connected. 
So before you go to pray, before you go to talk to God, before you go to talk to anybody dealing with God or spirit or anything else, tune into the authority within you, which is the Lord, Lord inside of you, the God that exists inside of you. And then when you call out, you're not speaking from the personality. You're speaking from the Christ in you. Does that make sense? That's what that sentence means. Then he says, only those who actually do the will of my Father it will enter heaven. So that's another thing. You know that phrase, you, you know better, you do better? You don't know it? You need the handheld? Okay. All righty. Well, now that I know better, I'm going to do better. I'm going to use this one. Okay. So, it only works the know better you, if you know better, you do better, if you literally do better. If you take what you know better, and you actually do better. So when you tune in, when you walk as if you tuned into God, and you don't follow God's truth, follow God's will, you go by not your will, but my will, God. <laughs> you reverse it. And it often happens when we feel like things aren't happening in, in our time. It often, often happens when, we think, when things seem to be happening not the way we want them to be happening or the way we think they should happen, according to our plan, according to our characteristics, according to our way of doing it. And we forget that God's ways are higher than our ways. We forget that God's thoughts are higher than our thoughts. And we forget that God's plan is our plan and we just go against it. And when you actually tune into God and you actually tune into what, what you hear from God, then you are actually tuning into surrendering your body to God. And you literally end up, nothing can stop you. Nothing can stop you. Let me say it again. Nothing can stop you from doing the will of God. Nothing. You ever had a moment where you feel, felt led to do something and you went ahead and do it? Or you said, I got to make sure I do this. I got to make, I just feel I got to talk to this person. I just feel I got to do this. And you don't know why, but you follow it and it ends up being the most powerful thing you've ever done in that moment, in that day. Anyone? That's because you tuned in. So you tuned into the Lord, Lord inside of you. And then you did, you were in the kingdom of heaven and so you did the will of God, so you were in that moment expressing, I can, I'm going to hit my, okay, expressing, I, you know, I like doing my hands, and they're in my face, and I, this thing is, we're going to have to work this out. Um, I'm just saying, because I, I can't, you know, I, but God, I, I'm letting it go. This is your way, so we're going to follow your way. All right, see, real time, I get it. I get it. All right, so that's the purpose there. And then it says on Judgment Day, let me tell you something that hit me real deeply. Don't you know every moment that you live is a Judgment Day? So that day is put into that moment. So when you're in the moment of following God, you live this feeling of peace, right? You have a moment during the day when you feel irritated, upset, angry. That's Judgment Day for you. That's judgment. The judgment is the consequence of being out of alignment with God. But the beautiful thing is, judgment is both ways. The consequence of being in alignment with God is peace, uh, abundance. You get all these divine ideas coming your way that you hear and feel and see and act on. 
But in the other way, with Judgment Day, it says on Judgment Day, every moment is Judgment Day. You will call out, Lord, Lord, and you, I prophesied in your name. Oh, Lord, I know you're going to work this out. Oh, Lord, I know you're going to do But you're not tuned into God. So how are you using the spirit in you to acclaim the, 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 the truth in you and to be an expression of that in you? You can't do it unless you're lined up with the God in you. So the first thing foremost to become a true disciple is to become a lover of God. To have a relationship where you are always tuned in to God. Like always. Like you remember when you were first in love and you wanted to talk to him or her all the time and you just couldn't go a day without talking. Oh, he didn't call me. She didn't call me. And you just, oh, I got to call them. And you're there on your mind all the time. You've smiling and feeling warm and rosy in your heart. I'm the only one that's been in love that way. All right. How are we the only ones who've been in love that way? Everybody's looking at me like, what are you talking about, Willis? With time, things fade. <laughs> that's why you got to keep the spark alive. The same thing happens when you get a glimpse of God, like when you truly fall into God. At least that's how I know I am. Like when I, and I can't, you, y'all, those of y'all who know me and have been around me and it's everybody here, somehow God comes into that conversation because I can't live my life without God and have my mind on God and realizing I haven't spoken to God, I haven't talked to God, I haven't even heard God's voice in my, in my mind for a little bit. I got to tune back in. When you fall in love with God like that, like seriously, have this love affair with God like that, you've, become, you've moved into becoming a true disciple. When you get married or you have a friendship, that, that building on it doesn't end. It continues and it grows. That's how you learn that you can trust people. That's how you learn you can depend on people. That's how you learn about a person's gifts and talents and the things that they, they know how to do. And that's how you learn that somebody may be a jack of all trades because you've been around them long enough to know them completely. To know that even if somebody looks a certain way, something going on. The same thing is important for us to learn that with God. So how do we do that? How do we move into being a disciple that when you speak and prophesy in the name of Jesus, when you cast out demons? And by the way, what it means to cast out demons or even to prophesy, it means to tune into what you know is next and to follow it. Speak it out. Speak those things that be not as though they were, as if you hear them the way you hear them from God, even when they don't make sense. That's prophesying. And the other part, casting out demons, which means to take those dark parts in our consciousness, because you can't do nothing for not anybody else unless you got it on yourself. That's why you put the oxygen mask on yourself first. You tune yourself into the light of God and take those dark areas in your heart, in your mind, in your soul, in your body. And that's a, that's a whole lifetime thing. And you don't cast them out. You cast them up. You purify them into a vi high, higher vibration because they're a part of you. You teach them the, those aspects the truth. You take the aspects of your consciousness that you adopted outside of you that is a false way of thinking, a false way of being, and a false way of believing, and you purify it into the truth. And you transmute that demon, quote, unquote, into a message of the truth. Does that make sense? And then it says, and perform many miracles in my name. The truth is, miracles are working out the spiritual law. 
That's what the truth, that's what miracles are. They seem miraculous, but in spirit, spirit transformed the, transformed the physical law. It is out of the spiritual law that the physical law is manifested. So anytime miracles seem to be happening in our lives, what's happening is we're really working out the law. We're really in tune with God and living in the consciousness of the law, of the truth. We're speaking, saying, being, and believing the truth of God, and it's manifesting in your life. Wherever your mind is, wherever your consciousness is, that's what you're going to manifest. And if you're manifesting things that you don't particularly like in your life, if stuff's happening in your life you don't particularly like, you don't look to the other person or, in our, or the outer situation. You go inside and change you. And when you change you, it changes the outside. Does that make sense? So miracles are really working the law of God. That's why Jesus prayed every time. He tuned in and he prayed and he said, it is he who is within me that does these things because he was tuned into it. And then he worked the law. And the only way to work the law is to know the law. And the only way to know the law is to know God. And the only way to know God is to tune into a relationship with God. And the only way to do that is to go from the outside uh, through the wide gate and go cross over into the narrow gate to go inside of yourself and know God and to learn the word, to learn the truth in this life book right here. Like seriously. Unity was founded on this. That's just the truth. Unity was founded, it is no different than any other, it was founded on this. And when you know the word of God, you can tell if somebody's a, pros, a, false, pros, prophet, a false prophet, because you know and you hear it in your heart, and when it's not aligned with it, you can tell the difference. Does that make sense? So now, how do we become true disciples? The second part, which Jesus talks about, well, let's finish this part. It says, and I will reply. You say, Lord, I did this in your name. Lord, I did that in your name. And I will say, get away from me, because you may have claimed that, but you did not do it by working God's law. You did it by doing it on your own, from your own consciousness and what you think, away from me. So now, he says, anyone who listens to my teachings and follows it is wise. The only way, and some people say, Jesus is my Lord and Savior, and Jesus is this, and I turn it over to Jesus. You may turn stuff over to Jesus, but you still got to do the work. You turn the worry over, but you still got to do the work. Oh, Jesus died for my sins. Yeah, but you still got to go do what Jesus did. He didn't just do it up there, and that's it. You got to do your stuff too. He worked out his salvation. He worked out his alignment. And salvation just means to line yourself up with God and then move yourself above your flesh, above this world, and become a consciousness of the Christ in you manifesting in this world. Jesus did that and was the way shower, which means he showed us the way to go. We got to follow that way to go. You ever have someone who, who just will not get directions? Like, we just wandering around, and we're, we're not getting directions. I think that Moses may not have gotten directions, and that's why they were wandering around. I'm just joking. The truth is, unless you follow the way that is shown, you will not end up where Jesus is. You will not. You have to follow that way. And you can't follow that way according to your way, which is, a way, which is out of the rules of the game. You got to follow God's rules. 
Jesus followed God's rules. Jesus was an example. His life, his teachings, his way was always rooting us and lining us and directing us to God. So unless we follow the way Jesus did, the house that you build, which is the life that you live, you notice that when you, a house is built for you to go dwell in, right? To live in, right? But everywhere you go, you, you, you build in your own life. It's not that physical representation. Just think of how your house looks at home. I don't want to think about how my house looks at home. It represents how your life is. Those things you tuck away in a closet, you, you th everybody thinks your house is so clean. Don't touch that door! Because you open it, everything falls out on top of you. Am I the only one who has a, everything where that closet, where everything's stuffed in there? Or the drawer, it's the junk drawer. You pull it out and everything springs out at you like a, uh, a what do they call it, a jack, jack in the box. Don't open that drawer or pop goes the weasel. You know, I'm serious. I'm serious. There's parts of your life that you hide from people, right? How about we live our life to where if anybody will go to any facet of our life, any facet of the house, the expression that we are, all they see is God. That is fortified in God. So when you build your house, when you build your life, when you live your life, when you live your thoughts, when you be who you be in the expression of how Jesus is, was and still is, you've built something solid that no matter what happens, you're rooted. When you don't, you're the one that's always falling apart, always upset, always just when, when things don't go your way, when you can't be there in certain areas, or when something's happening in your life, it just makes you crazy. Instead of wherever I am, God is there and all is well. And I see this mess, seeming mess, and I see God's work in the midst of it. That's the truth. That's the truth. It's interesting. If you look at a bunch of ants, on a hill, they just squirming around. But if you zoom in, all of them have a purpose. They all have their part. Bees, the same way. They're all zooming in. But if you zoom in, they're all tuned into the queen bee, and they're doing their part. And that's what we're meant to do as well. So sometimes your life may seem chaotic and like things are falling apart. What's that thing when things feel like they're falling apart that, that you sing, they're falling together? They're literally falling together. I love when Lauren sings that song. But then when you build the house on a, on a focus of God, it's a foundation there. This is the thing about a foundation. You always have to inspect it and fortify it and keep it strong. So just because you tune in and feel like you're saved doesn't mean you ha we have to do, revisit it every day. We have to maintain it every day. That's why it's becoming a true disciple. Every single day, go in and learn more, become stronger, become more powerful, because no matter how far you've been into unity, no matter how much you know it, there's absolutely more that you meant to know. You are never going to be complete. We're in the process of perfecting. We're never going to get to a place of perfection without needing to go to the next level, because we're in the process of perfecting. So Jesus, as he ended this, they said that he spoke as if he had real authority. I promise each and every one of you, you have the authority over your life that no one else has. No one. And when you tune into that authority, which is the God in you, and you have a deep relationship with that authority, which is the God in you, and you feel it deeply every day, 
You will be so moved in every moment, even watching an ant. You'll be so moved in how amazing God was and is to create even the the magnificence in an ant that's just as powerful as we are. That even the flapping of the wings of the butterfly affects weather. Did you know that? That the little bit of breeze or whatever that the butterfly does affects the weather. So how much more powerfully do we affect the world with the energy that comes from our mind, the authority that you speak over your life, whatever is going on in your life, whatever you're experiencing right now, whether it's the most blissful space you could ever be in or the darkest place that you could ever be in, know that God is there equally present, everywhere present. And even when things are okay, everywhere present, waiting for you to tune in, waiting for you to take that being of you and come into a deeper fruition of it in your life, in your relationship with God within you. And I promise you, if you have that deep relationship with God, you want to go deeper. You want to learn more. You want to strengthen it. You want to continue to be Even the professionals practice, and even the professionals have a coach. Your practice is practicing the presence of God. Your coach is Jesus. The essence of what Jesus is teaching us and coaching us to be is a full expression of the divinity in you, the Christ in you. I am becoming a true disciple. Together, I am becoming a true disciple. I have authority over my mind, together. I have authority over my mind. And that means that no matter what someone else says, no matter what someone else does, no matter what someone else believes, that as long as you are tuned in to the consciousness of God and to the relationship you have with God, nobody, no storm, no wind, can knock down your house, which is your life, your relationship with God. Nobody can interfere, and nobody can take away your peace. Amen? Amen. So let me just close out real quick with a prayer. So as we tune into the Lord within our own being, I want you to take a deep breath and tune into that within you. Even as you hear my voice, feel it. If you got to put your hand over your heart to feel the heartbeat, knowing that God is beating your heart, tune into that. And that's our assignment for the rest of this week, is to tune into the Lord within us. And God, as we tune into you, your presence within us, we tune into fortifying our house that it is built on a rock, a foundation of truth, a foundation of love, and a foundation of peace, and a foundation of oneness. And we know that as we do that, you, you will be our power, our strength, and our knowing. In the mighty name and nature of the indwelling Christ, we pray, moving ourselves into becoming truer disciples of Jesus, truer disciples, ultimate disciples of God. Thank you, God. Amen.
myself away so you can use me I give myself away thank you Lord hey, yeah. I give myself away so you
I give myself away. <laughs> I know, you blew us away. Oh my goodness, oh my goodness. So let's just take a deep breath. We're getting prepared to do our love offering blessing. And close your eyes, take a deep breath. Bring to mind what you feel led to give as a donation to Unity of Farmington Hills. And now let us go ahead and affirm our love offering blessing together. Divine love, through me, blesses and multiplies all that I have, all that I give, and all that I receive. Thank you, God. Amen. Um, let's go ahead and stand and just do our prayer for protection. We're running a little late. And during the prayer for protection, we know that everyone we're praying for is touched in this prayer as well. Together, the light of God surrounds us. The love of God enfolds us. The power of God protects us. The presence of God watches over us. Wherever we are, God is. And all is well. And let's go ahead and do our peace song. Praise God, there's peace on earth. I know it begins with me. Praise God, there's peace on earth. The peace that was meant to be. for showing up. We can give my hand. <laughs> um, thank you for showing up in the sanctuary in person. And those of you who showed up online, have a beautiful, beautiful day and a beautiful week. Love you. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this Unity of Farmington Hills podcast. We hope this has encouraged you, inspired you, and uplifted you. If you are unable to attend our Sunday gatherings but would still like to support our spiritual community, visit our giving page, unityfh.com donate.